drink and dance all night. Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our pants are feeling tight. Bottle service with BKP. Bottle service with BKP. Some people are going to get mad at me for this episode. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, guys. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to Bottle Service. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. Hello, hello. Good to have you back here. Missed you so much from last week. Um, Okay, so if you listened to the episode last week, we talked all about breastfeeding. I had on an amazing expert, Carrie Locker. She's a nurse. She's a lactation consultant. She's an influencer. Um, But she was awesome. If you haven't listened to that episode from last week, go back and and take a listen. She just helped us with all the types of things, breastfeeding. And this week, I wanted to talk to the moms who either couldn't breastfeed or chose not to because I am actually one of you. I talked about it last week. Um, I actually tried very hard to breastfeed. It didn't work out. And I know from firsthand experience that it can actually be a really hard decision to stop breastfeeding. I mean, I know I experienced a lot of guilt around that decision. And then I experienced some like shame from the outside world for making that decision. I think like society in general can sometimes make us feel like shit uh, for bottle feeding our babies, which is crazy. Um, but it's a thing. It's a thing. I mean, I had some of you like even swing into my DMs last week and were like, can you talk about this? Because it's pretty crazy. So I figured this week I, I would just tell you, you know, a little bit about my experience failing at breastfeeding, some of the unexpected repercussions and stigmas that came with that. And I'll also chat a little bit about how I actually did it because uh, it turns out stopping your milk supply can actually be pretty painful. And um, of course, you know, at the jump of this episode, I want to say these are all of my opinions and my experience. I am obviously not a medical professional. So before you yell at me in comments or (laughs) write some pretty nasty reviews, just know I'm just I'm just out here sharing my own personal experience. All right. So let's do this. After a long nine months, mama deserves a cocktail or five. If you're like me and happily getting back on the sauce, but don't want to feel crappy the next morning because, you know, you have a whole ass human to take care of, then it's time to try Morning Recovery by More Labs. I have been using Morning Recovery for probably like four years now. I'm a super fan. I travel with them. They are my little insurance policy. It works by using a plant-derived formula that helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins. You just drink one little bottle of morning recovery before you go to bed after a night of drinking, and you let their proprietary blend of electrolytes and vitamins rehydrate and restore lost nutrients so you can wake up ready to take on whatever motherhood has in store for you. So don't let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with morning recovery at morelabs.com slash big kid and use code big kid for 20% off your order. 20% off guys. That is a nice little discount. So take advantage again, head to morelabs.com slash big kid and use code big kid at checkout. Cheers. All right. So first I say, let's back up. I want to go back to when I was pregnant. Like I knew that I wanted to try breastfeeding, but I wasn't super gung ho about it. 
Um, I mean, the idea of it felt kind of weird to me. Like I have super sensitive nipples. <laughs> fun fact, fun fact about me. Um, so it just kind of like eked me out a little bit. And then also I, I had some family history of not being able to breastfeed. Um, I know my grandma, I remember my grandma telling me stories of how, like when my mom was born, she just didn't have a milk supply and she lived in Sweden at the time and like couldn't really find formula. And it was a very stressful time for her. And same thing happened to my aunt. My aunt couldn't breastfeed. So I knew when I was pregnant and like thinking about breastfeeding, I'm like, there's maybe a chance that I won't be able to. So I, you know, I kind of came into it with some grace for myself. Um, I wanted to, you know, try it, but I wasn't like, if I can't, it's the end of the world. Like I knew it was an option that I might not be able to. So um, before I even gave birth, I actually like stocked up on, I did some research on formula. I stocked up on formula and I made a reel on Instagram about this. Like I, you know, it showed me like stacking up um, stacks of formula on my countertop and I said something like, you know, if you can't breastfeed or you don't have a supply or maybe you don't want to, like, don't worry, there are options out there. Let me tell you the hate that I got for that reel was more intense than anything I have ever posted in 10 years of running Big Kid Problems. And like, I see some pretty fucked up shit on Big Kid Problems. Like, if you've been following that account for a while, like, I've said some bad things, not bad things, but like inappropriate things for sure. And like, that's the post that gets all the heat. Let me tell you, it was insane. People were like cursing me out in my DMs. People were reporting my account. And a lot of it was people were like, how dare you promote not breastfeeding? Um, obviously, breastfeeding is like what you're, you know, the healthiest option for your baby. Like, do you not care about babies? Telling me that I was going to be a horrible mom, that I was like irresponsible, like really fucked up shit. Meanwhile, I'm like nine months pregnant at the time and getting all these like really nasty messages about what a terrible mom I was going to be. Not awesome. You know, not great. Getting my account almost suspended. Not great. Um, so anyway, I was really like, I tell this story only to say that I was like really shocked and just kind of like puzzled. I was like, whoa, I didn't know people were so up in arms uh, about this whole like breastfeeding versus not debate. Um, it was crazy. People were like rolling into my, people were also like just hitting me with all of these facts about like how much better breastfeeding is than bottle feeding. Like to be clear, I think we all know breastfeeding is like ideal, you know, but damn, I just wasn't expecting the hate. So anyway, um, when it comes time to actually breastfeed, you know, I had given birth that day, been holding my baby for a couple hours, nurse rolls in when it's time to actually do the thing. I'm looking at this fresh baby, you know, who's just so perfect, you know, like they come out and they are just a blank slate of perfection and just like at that point they've been getting everything they need from your body this perfect design that has been giving them all their nutrition as they need it and then when it was my turn to be that person to give my baby nutrition maybe it was all the shit that people had yelled at me like a month prior but something in me just 
flipped. Like there was a switch that flipped in my brain that was like, I went from being kind of laissez-faire about breastfeeding to being like, no, I have to breastfeed this baby. Like he deserves perfect nourishment from my body. So I hit the ground running with breastfeeding. I was very adamant about it. Um, and I tried, I really did try. I mean, I talked a little bit about it last week. I met with lactation consultants every day in the hospital. We were doing everything. We were trying different grips. We're trying different positions like Brandon squeezing my nipples at one point. Like we're all just trying to get milk, um, out of my boobs. Um, and you know, obviously you're, you don't really have milk coming out in those first few days, but even just trying to get anything out of my boobs, like colostrum, there just wasn't much, um, that was happening. And by my third day in the hospital, my third lactation consultant, she decided to try and use a pump. So we we went from trying to breastfeed to it not really working out. We're going to now move to the hospital grade pump to get something out of my boobs. So she teaches us how to pump us <laughs> like Brandon did anything. <laughs> she just me how to pump. Um, and still like even with this hospital grade pump, like nothing's really happening. So, um, you know, we kind of come up with a game plan. She's like, just take this home, keep using the pump every three hours. It's going to help, you know, you stimulate your milk supply. And actually like just side note on this, like I almost wonder, I mean, I, I know I mentioned that I had a family history of not being able to really produce breast milk, but I also think like maybe the anxiety of, um, of my birth might've contributed to this too. Like I just, and I have no medical research on this, but I really think like for my girl, I, I'm curious actually to hear from you guys. Cause I did hear from a lot of people who also had some pretty, um, tough births if you had any trouble breastfeeding afterwards. Cause I have a theory that like, you know, my body was in like absolute shock after giving birth. And I just don't think that like my body turned on the milk production right away because it was dealing with some residuals. So I would actually love to hear from you guys out there if, if you've experienced that or not just out of curiosity anyway. Okay. So I get this hospital grade pump. We take it home. Um, I think I mentioned this last week, but I should also say this again. Like every time it comes close to breastfeeding, like this is, this is so painful. Like it is, I can't even explain how painful it was. And every single time that I went to try to breastfeed or, um, pump the next feed, it was always worse. So it went from being like kind of painful in the hospital to just like every feed it getting worse and worse and worse. Like I think my nipples were just getting super raw. Um, I, I don't know if like I started getting like these rocks in my boobs, like my boobs just felt rock hard, but like nothing was coming out of them. And honestly, by like day three or four, I had just, I had just had abdominal surgery, you know, like I had just had a major surgery. And the thing that hurt in my body was my boobs. Like I, like I couldn't even think about the pain from my incision. Like it was my boobs that were just killing me. Like that's how painful it was. Like it was extremely, extremely painful. And it got to the point, and I have heard other women say this, that like even like minutes before I would breastfeed, I would just start to cry because I knew what was coming. Like I knew I was going to experience pain. And what was so weird is 
I was also in this like bliss bubble at the same time. You know, I had my little, my little baby like laying on my chest. I would be so happy and just like in a, just bliss, like with this newborn. And then as soon as I would look at the clock and realize that I had a couple minutes to breastfeeding, all that joy would just evaporate out of my body and it would change into anxiety and panic and like, oh fuck, I'm going to have to do this again. Um, it's a thing. Apparently like some women experience this. So anyway, um, (laughs) we lovingly referred to the pump, by the way, in our house as the torture device. At one point, Brandon's like wheeling out the torture device. I'm crying. And, um, Brandon's mom happened to be there with us and she was actually a great person to be there because she actually didn't breastfeed. She, she could be like another voice in my head to be like, you know, you don't have to do this, you know, like I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. Like, look, Brandon didn't have breast milk ever in his life. He was bottle fed from the beginning and he is perfectly healthy and happy. Like if you want to not breastfeed, you don't have to, which was actually like kind of nice to hear and to have somebody like in my corner who was supportive of that. So anyway, after a couple days of um, torture, I woke up with excruciating pain and look at my boobs and I have like this red rash all over my chest I send a picture to my doula who's also a lactation consent uh, consultant and she's like "Ooh, that's a little concerning I talk to my doctor they call in a prescription uh, for antibiotics for mastitis so at this point I've got mastitis nothing's working out and when when you get the antibiotics I went and got them you're kind, kind of reading through the directions and now I have a situation where I'm going to have to take these antibiotics, which do get transferred through breast milk. So it's not great to give to a newborn baby. So I was going to have to take these antibiotics, still pump to still keep my milk supply going. So I was still going to have to pump for 10 days. This was like a 10 day regimen of antibiotics just to be able to breastfeed at the end of this. And and meanwhile, we're, you know, we've had to be supplementing with bottles for Bodhi this whole time. He's doing fine on the bottles. Uh, and so, you know, I'm sitting there, we're looking at what's going to be 10 days of hell. And I'm talking to Brandon about it. And I'm like, you know what, I think, I think I'm just going to call it quits. And he's, he was very supportive. He's like, thank God, because <laughs> I can't, I don't know how much more I can deal with you um, and this. So honestly, like after deciding to stop, it was a mix of emotions You know, like in my gut, honestly, I was relieved. Like there was definitely an element of relief there. But I also felt extremely guilty at the same time. Like I had this feeling that I was just being really selfish and weak for not pushing through to give my baby what he needs. Um, For those same reasons, I mean, I had a lot of feelings of like, wow, I'm a terrible mother. I don't deserve my child. You know, just like really bad, terrible thoughts you know like I just felt really bad about myself for not being able to do this and um I remember man like after probably after two days after I decided to start weaning like I could feel like actually my chest started to relax like it wasn't rock hard anymore and it was it was probably my milk you know drying up and it was actually like it felt better physically but I I then kind of realized like, oh, like I'm drying up. Like I, you know, I can't really reverse this decision. And I just absolutely broke down. Like I was 
so overcome, so upset that I had failed, you know, like I had failed at like one of the first and main jobs of being a mom. And, um, you know, I'd say also like after the fact I have learned that there's also like this giant hormone shift that happens when you stop breastfeeding. Like there's a drop in oxytocin and prolactin, which they call like the happy, the happy (laughs) chemicals in your brain. Um, those drop significantly. So I think part of that breakdown was, you know, maybe due to that. Um, but it was, it was a terror. It was not a fun moment. I, I will be honest about that. After a week or so, you know, a couple of weeks go by, I honestly, that all changed. You know, Bodhi was doing great. He was putting on weight. He, he was perfect. Like we took him to the pediatrician for a checkup. He's doing wonderful. I'm feeling a lot better. You know, the pain is completely gone. Uh, my mastitis had cleared up. I'm getting a little bit more sleep because now I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night for feeds. Um, and a few weeks go by, I start to feel okay about my decision. And then this is where it gets weird because even though I was feeling better, now I had to deal with the outside world because the outside world, like I mentioned earlier when I when I got all that hate in my DMs about even the notion of thinking about bottle feeding, people have opinions. This is what's so crazy to me is there was I have so many examples of like judgments from complete strangers. Like I was at the park when Bodie was three weeks old. I was meeting my friend who's a mom and she's like, oh, I have, you know, I, I have a couple other mom friends who are here. You'll meet them. And so I'm like meeting these other mom friends and one that I'm talking to, like her first question is to me, she's like, oh, how old's your baby? I'm like, oh, three weeks. Her second question is, oh, how's breastfeeding going? I'm like, oh, actually you were not breastfeeding. Didn't really work out. She's like, oh, in her face, like I could tell, I could just tell in her face. She was like, oh, I don't know what to say anymore. And like our conversation kind of halted and I just, I just felt like this like punch in the stomach kind of feeling like she's judging me, you know, like that didn't feel good. And there was a couple other random, like just random examples of like, I had Bodhi outside of our house one day. Like I was just, you know, walking him to our mailbox and there's like a construction crew working on the house next door. And this guy's like, oh, I have a baby too. How old's yours? I'm like, oh, he's, you know, two months. We just, you know, started chatting and I was telling him how Bodhi was like being a little fussy that morning. So I was walking him outside and he's like, oh, are you breastfeeding? I'm like, what? Like, who is this man who's asking me about, you know, like such an intimate thing? Like it, just the way that people think that they can ask you very personal questions. I mean, even in pregnancy and in pregnancy and in birth and as a new mom, it's just, it really irks me. And like at the beginning, it made me feel like shit, but then eventually it just started making me angry, you know? And this is where I'm actually going to step on a soapbox for just like one second. But I think collectively, like everyone just, let's just stop judging moms for not breastfeeding. Let's stop judging moms for lots of stuff, okay? Because nobody really knows what that mom in particular is going through. They don't know shit about that person's baby. They don't know shit about that person's body. Like, they don't know anything. So, like, stop passing judgments, you know? Like, I just, I want people to know that. I, I, I don't think it's right to ask people if you see if you see somebody bottle feeding. Like, just mind your own business, 
honestly. And we also like got to stop judging ourselves, you know, like I've, I had another friend who was struggling breastfeeding. Um, it was like right after I had already decided to quit and she was like telling me, she's like, Oh, I'm kind of almost weirdly jealous of you for not having a breast or for not having a milk supply because the fact that I do have a milk supply makes me feel even guiltier quitting. Um, I feel like I can't quit because I have the milk and I get that. Like I, I totally, totally get that. And I think this is why I say it's up to every person. Like you are the only person who knows what's right for you and it's okay. Like it is okay if it's, if it, if you can't, if you don't want to do it anymore, like, I guess that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. And I'm lucky that I had a mother-in-law who told me it was okay because like I did feel that extreme guilt and was so worried about like what it was going to do to my baby. And she, she made me feel a lot better. Like she was like, look at Brandon. He's totally fine. Never had a sip of breast milk in his life. And so I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Like if you need to, some, if you need someone in your life to tell you it's okay to stop, like I'll be that person for you. You know, like Bodie really didn't get much, if anything in those six days. And he's perfectly healthy, happy little guy. And again, oh my God, before you guys yell at me for saying like, it's okay to stop. Talk to your doctor, talk to your lactation consultant. If you have one, talk to your family. But again, do what's right for you because only you know what that is. All right. So that brings me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about before wrapping this episode up. But I want to talk about actually weaning because this is what's weird. Like there is not much information out there. Um, I'm somebody who likes to research, you know, like when I was doing a bunch of research for last season of the podcast, pregnancy, I could find all kinds of stuff. Like there was all these medical journals that I could reference and find information about each week of pregnancy. When I started like Googling, like how to stop breastfeeding there, I, I, I wasn't finding like as much information, which is weird you know like it's I I know I get that people like want to encourage breastfeeding but like I said for those of us who are having trouble like knowing how to stop is I think important anyway so I I could only really find stuff like in blogs and I ended up messaging my um doula who's also a lactation consultant for help and she gave me some um some good tidbits that I thought I would share with you guys if there's anybody out there who's thinking about weaning um thinking about trying to dry up your milk supply again I am not a medical professional professional um the, this is just stuff that helped me when I when I did this so take everything with a grain of salt don't yell at me, whatever. <laughs> I'll just share these. Okay. Oh, and I also want to say this stuff works for me, but I also did not have an established milk supply. So if you've been breastfeeding for a while, if you have a milk supply, um, weaning is going to look different for you. You know, like I, I've heard that it's helpful to slow down your feeds and wean gradually. Um, in my situation, my um, I was told to kind of go cold turkey. So I, you know, just kind of, cause my milk supply was still in the process of coming in. Um, I had to stop, 
um, expressing milk completely. So that meant, you know, no more breastfeeding, no more pump, no more stimulating my nipples, like trying to get milk. Um, no expressions whatsoever. Also at the time I was, you know, I had gotten a haka to kind of try and break up some of those clumps in my boobs. And I had asked, um, I had asked my doula that I was like, should I still use the haka? Because like my boobs are rock hard and they're painful. And she was like, no, yeah, even, even doing that is, um, you know, gonna just increase your milk supply. So I went cold Turkey on that. Um, some other tips she gave me were to not do any super hot showers. And then also to take Sudafed. So actually, this is interesting because decongestants such as pseudoephedrine, pseudoephedrine, I don't know. It's whatever the decongestant that uh, medicine that is in Sudafed um, can help eliminate breast milk supply. So I actually started taking Sudafed um, and it did help. But uh, again not medical advice. And Sudafed does get into your breast milk. So like I said, if you're one of those who are going to like gradually wean, you don't want to take Sudafed because if you, if you continue to breastfeed at all, that's going to get into your baby system. So again, another question to talk to your doctor about if, uh, if you're either going to gradually wean or go cold turkey. But for those, for me who went cold turkey, Sudafed did help. And then cabbage on the boobs. Okay, I thought this was a joke. <laughs> I thought somebody was fucking with me when I, I kept seeing like cabbage, putting cabbage leaves on your boobs. Let me tell you, like this was the most euphoric, like spa-like treatment that I could have given myself at this time. Like putting the cold cabbage leaves on my boobs. Like it was so soothing. It felt great. Um... I'm big, big believer of the cabbage on the boobs and it's supposed to help dry up your milk. I, I don't really know why. Um, I think there's something about like the enzymes on the leaves. I don't totally know, but um, it helped and it, it definitely helped and it helped like it's supposed to help with engorgement pain too, which was one of the things I was feeling. So cabbage on the boobs great I was literally like if I had a salad basically in my bra like like it was so weird and then I would forget that they were in there I would take them out a couple hours later and they were all wilted and gross and like stuck to my skin but hey it helped um and then I think there's also you know I those two things I think for me were what helped the most the cabbage and the Sudafed but also um you know some people recommend using herbs and teas like jasmine sage and peppermint oil those are supposed to help decrease your milk supply as well um but yeah those are just a couple ideas again talk to your doctors don't yell at me I'm just a girl out here sharing my experience okay I hope that was helpful you know, like once again, it's a big decision. It's a hard decision, but it is your decision what you ultimately decide what to do when it comes to feeding your baby. You know, fuck everyone else. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I hope I don't get too many angry DMs <laughs> um, or reviews. Oh, God, I'm already just bracing myself for this one. Um, but if you did enjoy it, please uh, leave me five stars on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Your rating and reviews really help. Um, hit me up in my DMs if you have questions, if you want to commiserate. I've been talking to 
so many of you now that the episodes are back it really makes me um feel so much better it helps me feel alive when I get like actually nice dms it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something good in the world so I appreciate you guys um for for that for all that kindness and um and when you guys pass along the show that also is super super helpful and I appreciate you so that's it for me this week um thank you and I'll see you next week thanks for bumping along with me Thank you.